You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 285. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday life. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening as always to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic mochas are my very favorite things to drink in the morning. It's actually something, you know that Folgers commercial, like the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. I always thought, what crazy people think that drinking coffee is the best part of waking up, but I happen to feel that way about my mocha mix. So here I am understanding that only through Four Sigmatic. And I love that it's Four Sigmatic that I love so much because it has half the caffeine of regular coffee, no jitters and no crash or stomach issues. So all the things I personally don't love about coffee and lead me to drink tea most of the time are not true when it comes to my beloved mocha mix. If you guys want to try it and see why I love it so much, you can go over to foursigmatic.com slash lively. I personally recommend the mocha mix with the chaga mushrooms in it, which is awesome because as you guys may have heard, I'm a big fan of the Medical Medium podcast and he talks about the importance of chaga mushrooms for some of the things that I've been working on in my own life. So even though he may not say coffee is that great for you, at least for me, I love that I'm getting a little bit of superfood built in to my beloved drink. And of course, if you want to get an order, you can also save 15% by using the code lively at checkout. So again, that's foursigmatic.com slash lively and use the code lively for 15% off. And they also have many other things besides my mocha mix. So get what feels right for you. But they have teas, superfood elixirs and other types of coffee mixes and other mushroom benefits as well. All right, now let's move on to today's show. So today's show is such an interesting case of flow. I, back in Maui several weeks ago, tried two or three times to record this episode on Spiral Dynamics. Spiral Dynamics is a framework that was developed decades ago that helps explain the evolutionary phases or V-memes, as you may call them, of consciousness. Now, they can work in an individual's life or also as a collective community or species, and it has been incredibly powerful for me in terms of understanding my own growth development and also what on earth has transpired over the several years of my courses and The Lively Show. So as you guys know, we've gone through a lot of transformation in terms of topics, points of view, conversation and perceptions of reality. And season five is definitely a new perception of reality that feels distinctly different, at least for me, or maybe the expansion upon the stuff we've led up through season four with. Well, I kind of have mentioned in some podcasts early in season five that I was going to explain Spiral Dynamics to you. And I did so in last week's first coaching call for C-School. Now, as I said, I tried to record these and it was kind of a complicated big subject to broach. And so the first few times I tried and attempted to do a solo episode for you, it didn't turn out super clear and straightforward. So what Flo had in mind, it seems, is that the C-School coaching call, the first hour of the coaching call, I laid out this whole process of spiral dynamics and how it relates to our experiences and 
was basically setting everyone up for C-School as they get the choice to choose which facet, as you'll hear me explain, of the crystal they'd like to coach from. So I want to help those people in my course in the best and most ultimate way. And one of the ways to do that is not just keep them stuck in one perception of reality that might be defined by C-School's curriculum. If they're in a different facet of reality, I want to help them from where they are as well. And it may not be where the C-School curriculum actually falls. So you're going to hear me kind of relate and obviously this was given directly to those students in that class or members of that class. That said, that doesn't mean that it didn't also outline how it ties into the Lively Show or to your own lives as well. So I think this is still something I can easily share here on the Lively Show. Now just know that when I coach on C-School, my focus isn't on the best practical audio quality for a podcast. So what I did was I was using my Bose earphones or headphones and speaking through that. And then also I was in an Airbnb that was quite hot at the time that I was recording. So about 45 minutes in, I got pretty sweaty. And so I actually opened the sliding doors to this place again. So again, these are two things I would never have done had I been on my regular microphone talking to you, but also the way that I was able to convey the information was I think the best way for me to get it all out to people, including you guys here on the show. And as I asked the C-School members if they thought it would be a good show, they said yes in the chat. So I... I'm taking their advice and I'm going to air it here as well. So as you will hear me probably mention, I'm going to put this up front here too. I first came across this work. There's many books on the subject and you can go very deeply into this work. I found it through a friend's recommendation. Thank you, Chase Reeves, for recommending The Liturgist Podcast. The Liturgist Podcast, I've only listened to this specific episode on Spiral Dynamics, which is episode number five of their show. But that, that was such a great foundation for me understanding the facets of Spiral Dynamics. And then it was reiterated to me as well through Tony Robbins at Date with Destiny. He did a full like half day almost on the subject as well to help people there. And so it was fun to hear his perceptions on Spiral Dynamics. And I'm going to give mine here. But my recommendation, if you've never heard of it or it really sparks your interest, is to go listen to the Liturgist podcast. You can find it on your iTunes, just like you can find the Lively Show. And it's episode number five labeled Spiral Dynamics. So I want to thank them for doing such an excellent summation, and then I'm going to build on what they share from there in this episode. Let's go to the show. Hey, everybody. You know what I'm really excited about is I've spent a lot of time doing webinars and Instagram lives just staring at the screen, which is totally fine. But today, I get the joy and pleasure of working with you directly one-on-one again, my favorite thing to do. My alignment time is happening. It's happening. Yay. Got peppermint tea. I've got some lemon balm tea and rose tea. I'm double teeing today. All right, guys, this is so, so freaking fun. And it's so unfolding in the present moment. Have you guys been noticing things are flowing faster? Are you guys seeing like the universe is just flowing like wildly fast, right? It's kind of crazy. Makes you kind of feel a little bit nuts sometimes, but I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about what's been unfolding for me that I'm learning to flow with this faster unfolding, to not stay so routinely stuck in old patterns. So before we get into coaching, I want to set you guys up to understand what's been happening. I'm going to explain something called spiral dynamics to you. All right. So as everybody gets in here, take your time, grab your seat, but let me start sharing before I start doing hot seats, before we start working together to help you guys understand how I'm going to run C-School. 
because it's unlike any class I've ever taught before. And I just want to serve you in the best and highest way. And I'm going to explain spiral dynamics to you in the shorthand way that I use it. So has anyone heard of spiral dynamics? Yes, no, no. It's probably new for many people. Okay. Now I'm not an expert at spiral dynamics, but I'm going to share more about it next week. So you'll be able to hear the way I've used spiral dynamics in my own life. It's been incredibly powerful. I first found it from a friend that shared a podcast that did an excellent summation of it. Then I was at Tony Robbins date with destiny and he too shared about spiral dynamics. So it's kind of cool to see him sharing about it as well and how he uses it in his coaching with his clients. That is going to explain when I share the levels with you. We'll then lead into what's happened. I'll explain where C school is on spiral dynamics, where other phases before that phase and other colors, and then where I'm at personally, which is in a different color, as you'll learn their color labels, than where C school is. And what's interesting is that we're kind of in this whole hazy world where everybody's evolving so quickly, they're transitioning between one color perhaps and another. Or maybe they've spent a lot of time and they really are enjoying one color in that perspective and point of view on the world. But what I want to do to serve you guys in our calls is recognize that everyone's in a different color for themselves. And we don't need to decide that this class is just one color. So you'll understand what that means in a second. But I want to be able to serve you in the best and highest way that you're wanting to approach life. So I love crystals, even though I'm not as like attached to the meanings of them as I used to be. It doesn't mean they're not true. I just like no longer need my life to be defined by the meanings and I don't use them for quite so much. Oh, they're going to change me so much, but there's different facets to crystals. This is one, this is like my favorite one. Some girls that came to my London client session brought it for me. It's beautiful. They also brought me this one, which I have as well. It's the amethyst flower, I think it's called. And this one's apophyllite, if I'm saying that correctly. But let me just show you even a celestite geode. They're just different facets. You see all those facets? They're so pretty. So we can approach life from different facets. I love this analogy of crystals and the facets. So the colors I'm going to share in a second, the V-memes, the colors, I don't really want to think of them as levels so much as just different facets. We get to choose which one we're using. And now that we're getting really further up on like the, having experience many of the facets, we now realize there are facets and we're not just stuck in one point of view thinking that's the only way people should live. And it's not the only way we need to live because we've lived from many different facets and points of view in our own lives. So when you get in the coaching seat, I'm going to ask you which way you want to approach whatever you're going to ask me. And depending on which V-meme, which facet of the crystal, which color you want to choose, we're gonna work with you with that perception of reality. Does this make sense? Yep, okay. So I'm gonna give you a very quick rundown of the colors, but I'm gonna focus more on the end of the spectrum because that's where we're gonna play most. That's where most people are gonna to wanna to play. We'll think of them like ice cream flavors. I actually met up last night for dinner with Emily, who's the infamous anonymous Emily that just did the last two episodes of season five as the client. I just had dinner with her. and. We were discussing this and I was telling her what's going to happen in C-School and we got this idea as, as we were discussing it to call it like ice cream flavors. So we might come up with some ice cream flavors as we go to describe the colors. So you get to choose your ice cream color. You get to, so we don't have to look at one color or one perspective and perception, one facet of reality is better than the other. We're just going to look at it as a different way 
of approaching life with a different facet. So just we'll make up our own little lingo as we go, but let me just start. Now, the man that invented this or the men that came together to put this kind of concept together and then the people have built upon the idea. The idea is that it's like a spiral of consciousness spiraling, I would probably guess upwards. And I've actually got a theory on the direction or the the vortex, if you will, too, in a second. But let me just get started with uh, the idea that the spiral of consciousness plays out in the individual, like the person, the individual one person, I guess the identity, the mind or the soul of that one person and the collective. So different evolution of species or cultures. So in group forms, we go through these evolutions and we also go through them individually. Some of us spend less time in some stages than others, but generally there is this unfolding and these are the colors they use to help understand the evolution of consciousness. It's not a perfect system, but it's useful for us because it's going to help us understand where we want to approach the issue we're going to discuss in our coaching call today, from which level serves you best. So starting at the bottom, at the base, is beige, the color beige. Now, beige is survival. So if you think about this on an individual level, this would be like a baby that's truly in survival mode. They can't do anything to survive on their own. So they're truly in this state of they need to be taken care of. They're lacking their own self ability to care for themselves. They can't feed themselves. They can't change themselves. They're just there to cry and be held and be cared for. So that's survival mode beige. Moving on, I'm going to be super fast about these lower levels. Moving on, it gets to purple. Now, what's interesting about these levels too is you're going to go in between. You're going between the individual point of view, like uh, focusing on your point of view as an individual entity and the collective point of view of being a part of the collective. And it goes in and out, in and out, each perspective, each facet, each color of the spiral. Does this make sense? This is go from like individual to group, individual to group, individual to group. So beige is individual. The next one up is purple, the color purple. And that, the color purple, Oprah, that is a tribal mentality. So purple has to do with seeing the whole group and seeing that there are forces that are outside of the individual's control and has a lot of superstition around it and a lot of fear and magic but in a sense that like, oh my gosh, the gods could be upset at me right now. Things are happening around me. I'm not going to do an amazing job and I don't want to go too far into depth about purple, but it has a lot of times it's, are you part of the group or not? So it's interesting in the sense of seeing this in a collective, it's not a bad thing. It's just a facet and we can play out many different facets in our lives. So facet like that, a purple group tribal mentality, are you in the group or are you out of the group? And if you get kicked out of the group, that's a really bad thing. Your survival, you'll go back to beige. Like, how are you going to survive in the wild on your own type of thing? Back in the day, aboriginals, I think it was aboriginals, if they got sentenced out of their group, they'd often die, not even just from the actual survival of it. But being kicked out of the group was such a horrible thing to that person because the tribe meant so much. So gangs in common day could be a purple, like, are you in our group? Or are you in their group? It's not about much more than that in terms of how the tribes are playing out against each other or even football teams, even sports, even alma maters. It's not a bad thing. It's just a facet of like, are you in our group or are you in that group? And then you continue on. Now you go back from the group. Are you in the group? Or are you out of the group? I think of this also when I was little, clicks. 
purple, by the way, clicks. So when I was in fourth grade, I used to call my girlfriends. And if you were in the cool group, you would tell each other what to wear the next day. And if you wore the same matching outfit, very tribal, right? You're part of the click. And if you didn't get that call and you weren't sharing that information with someone else and they weren't part of that click, it sucks, but that's just an early evolutionary stage of consciousness. And there's not a lot of consciousness around how it's bad. It's just happening because that's where that facet is playing. And it doesn't mean that someone can't go beyond this facet and still love to be a fan of the Patriots or still love to be a fan of something that feels kind of in that group mentality. It's not a bad thing. We don't have to live there entirely, but we'll keep going. So then it goes back to from individual beige to group purple, then going up to another spiral level or whatever, another spiral aspect will be red. Now red says, okay, so the purple stuff that's been going on, it's not going to just look at the tribe. It's going to say, I get to control, I get to take charge. So this could be in feudal lands in the old days where the tribes and the lords and the kings would conquer and they just take over and they pillage and plunder. You could also think of like Eminem in his younger years. That was something that Tony Robbins pulled out was different facets of music that kind of typified like a generalization on that theme or V-meme and or facet if you want to call it that so red is very egocentric when people get upset about selfishness and they worry about people taking advantage of other people have you ever noticed that i get that question a lot like well if i'm just not thinking about other people won't everyone die or won't i be really selfish and won't that be bad what they're saying is that won't people revert back to red won't they live from that red perspective where it's all about me? I don't care if I, you know, I don't care about anyone else and I'll take advantage of anyone else as long as that gets me what I want, right? That's red. So it's very like Eminem when he goes out there to prove something very early years of Eminem's music is about, I've got a, you know, one shot, I've got to make it. It's all about me, you know, that kind of a thing. Obviously Eminem's not there as a human in his consciousness now, I don't think. And I don't even think his music necessarily reflects that same point of view, but uh, Tony, use that example of music to share as a point of view. And then you go beyond that. So we go from the individual taking whatever they want. They create their own reality at the expense of anyone. It doesn't matter. It's not even important to them whether it's taking advantage of anyone else or not. Then we move on to blue. Blue goes back to the group focus. And so instead of just like it being all about you in red, it gets into blue being about the group again, just like there was tribes before, now it's about rules and standards. So blue is where we're gonna see, I would guess that you might see a lot of family members in your life or people in your community may be in a blue point of view, just a facet that's blue. And that facet has a lot to do with the rules and the regulations. Now, that could be like the law. Like, are you a police officer? That's obviously a very blue rule, enforcing the rules and regulations. Are you in the religious systems? Are you in our systematic and systemized religion? Those are rules and regulations, especially in eras gone by, less so now than ever before, but that had a lot of rule and and format and you've got to follow the rules and if you follow the rules you belong to us so before in the purple the lower the collective group below blue is this interesting are you guys enjoying this i'm going to get to the cool stuff that gets to where we're at but this is just building you up so i'm not just cutting out the other pieces these are all the building blocks that are leading to where we're at so blue 
is that rules and regulations. Now, someone could be like that police officer that's very legalistic and very by the book. And if it's not done X, Y, and Z, you know, and I actually think a lot about that, that group of either the standardized religion or the standardized government. And I'm thinking like the forefathers with the, all of the higher level, like constitutional stuff. I'm thinking about like kids not loitering, people not speeding and killing each other. Just like the more like managing the human thing. To me, what I notice is that below blue, people in the levels below blue, if they're in survival modes, they're willing to do anything and rob or kill if they need to because they feel threatened and they feel in that beige, like panic stricken. They don't, they need to do anything to survive mode. Then that could be someone that the police might need to enforce tribal like gangs like they're fighting each other because of whatever reasons they're in and out of the club and all these things and there's drugs and all this stuff going on not that obviously sports people aren't killing each other so this doesn't mean that only purple are not law-abiding citizens it's just those tendencies can end up projecting in unhelpful ways and then right of course like if they want to like a kid going through that really like angry phase of their teenage years or something that's something that often gets typified in media that could be something where they're they're acting out and they're pushing the boundaries. That could be someone that a law enforcement officer would need to deal with. So it's interesting that blue is this kind of like enforcement. And I think it tends to enforce, especially, and most deals with people in those other colors. Someone at blue would follow the rules because that's where they are living that point of view. So they'd want to follow the rules because that's what is right for them. And if no one else is passing this is not doing the same rules and they're looking at the other person from a blue place, they may judge someone at a different color on the spiral because they're not following the rules that that blue person has chosen to adopt in their own lives. This is where you might see criticism from people that have really traditional views. And if you've chosen a path that's less traditional and less rule abiding to that blue person's point of view, they might say, they might not say something. It doesn't matter. I'm not, but you might have come across experiences like that. This is not trying to typify all blue people in any way. It's just trying to explain the experience and the evolution. So what's interesting about blue is it can go down to purple and say, it's not just about, are you in our tribe or this tribe? It's, are you following the rules of our religion? And it doesn't matter what tribe you've come across. This is where missionary work is really powerful because it's like they're trying, they don't care what tribe someone's from. They're trying to help them all come to the same rules that that blue person is living from. And they believe they're doing a really good job. And I'm not saying, I'm not making a commentary here as like a person. I'm just sharing the evolution of the spiral. Then this is getting really where it's going to get interesting. Beyond blue, it goes back to individual. Okay. And it gets to orange. Now, orange is a very interesting place because orange is even what I'm going to share next week on the show where I grew up. And many of us may have grown up with environments that were blue, like families that were blue. My grandfather is very blue. Actually, both of them. I'm actually going to go see them this weekend. They're both very blue. My grandfather's Italian Catholic and married an Irish Catholic woman, so very blue. My other grandfather is a lovely, lovely Lutheran who's very devoted to his church as well different personalities, but both see the world from these rules that they're following. Now, orange is where I grew up because my dad was extremely orange. Orange is that rational, logical merit and science base. So there, it's about, can I see, smell, taste? That's the, when I used to say the term Newtonian physics, that orange point of view, corporations live at orange. 
they may have rules that they use to enforce their experience, but really it's about merit. So if you work really hard or you're really a great performer, you can climb the ladder. It's not just who you know or whether you're in the right tribe or out of the right tribe or whether you ascribe to the right rules of that blue system. It's about are you a really good performer? Odds are you'll be able to climb the corporate ladder or space exploration and may also look down on people at blue. Orange can have the tendency, not always, to look down at people at blue that believe certain rules are right because that orange person who's just choosing a different facet of the way of looking at reality might say, we have no idea what's going to happen in the afterlife. There's no proof whatsoever that your point of view is correct. So why are you telling me that I'm going to go to hell? I don't believe that at all. I don't even believe that there's a God and I have no proof of any of this to begin with. So that's where I grew up. And that also is where often the work hard, play hard could come from blue because you got to earn the right. You got to be a good person if that's the rules you're playing. Or it could be coming from merit, 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 work really hard, create the reality you want, action, action, hustle gets you what you want. Orange. This is getting interesting because we may have had even your own lifetime. Maybe these other ones you skimmed through pretty fast. Like I didn't stay in purple very long. That didn't last more than, you know, my early elementary years until I realized that those friends weren't really friends if they weren't really being kind to other people. But then you go through the other colors and I found myself in a very orange business school. It was very competitive, very survival of the fittest, very focused on the outcomes and very focused on the rational point of view. So then beyond orange, you go back to the collective, going back to the group. That's green. Many people that are possibly in this C-school may have really strong connection to green, that point of view. Green, it goes back to the collective, but instead of the blue being like, I'm a Muslim, I'm a Christian, just using the framework of religions and saying, these are my rules and this is my God. And if you follow these rules, you get to be a part of the right club as the blue. The green person would say, all of the religions, all of the people are equal. No religion makes someone more right than someone else. And so when you see blue, when you see someone that disagrees with the sexual orientation of someone else based on a rule they've chosen to follow, based on a book they've chosen to interpret in a certain way, that may be a blue person projecting and a person that has a different sexual orientation, often that group, when I think of Queer Eye 2, I love Queer Eye. It just makes me so happy to watch. They're extremely green. They're looking at the individuality and the equality of everyone being equal. That's green. So it's not just that, you know, are you following the rules that my system follows or are you in my tribe? It's now we're all equal. And that also, that green starts to play in a lot into the environment. It starts to take into a factor. So it's kind of like, it's not specifically green because of the environment. And we use that word to associate, but it also takes into factors of like, what are we doing for the environment? Green starts to come into the collective. We're all in this together. We're all equal. We need to take care of this place. We may find people in green and people may choose to try to approach their situation and their facet. I'm guessing that there could be some people that are burnout orange. I'm guessing you didn't join most likely, but it'd be fascinating if you did from the orange. You probably went through orange or know a lot of people that are possibly orange, but you probably haven't stayed there or you're interested in going beyond it because C-School is not about orange. Specifically, the content is geared and comes from a different color. So green, just getting back to it, green's kind of like the hippie movement. 
like peace, love, and harmony, like everybody's equal, that's green. And the planet is very important. Then we get to yellow. Now, once we get from green, there's a decent population now. Obviously, the overall population of the planet from this biodynamics point of view would put most people in levels below green, most of the people. I would say that Western world seems most weighted, like as an average, like a bell curve, mostly around somewhere in the orangish area. But in like Newtonian point of view and science point of view in the last 300 years, and then before that, obviously blue, because that was below orange. Then green started out, yeah, they, they even say this in Australia, it was more in like the 60s and that like kind of, you know, Woodstock kind of era. But it's obviously continued and doesn't mean that that has to look like a hippie with dreadlocks. You could actually just be someone that, you know, uses reusable straws and really, really is looking. I think that when I think of transgender people, of course, there's more people coming forward to try to show like now you can't even how many letters are there in the lgbtq like xyz there's like a million different identifications to me that is the universe expressing itself in undefinable ways so that it's not about something like a blue trying to put people in boxes and put them in rules there's that green person that's trying to say just accept me for whatever i'm expressing right now and then i'm just as equal no matter what i'm expressing now yellow is where sea school and flow live. Yellow is very on the current cusp of our reality, pretty still small. And it's where a lot of people feel, from what I've heard, it's kind of also on the spiral. They say like an octave, one level. So it's kind of like one full spiral above. So they've kind of gone in one circle to get from beige to purple to red to blue to green to orange to yellow. Yellow's kind of back on top of beige, if you will. It's gotten like in a rotation. And it's not where it was before. It's not in survival down here. It's spiraling. But it's interesting because yellow knows that it's not probably going to be understood by anyone in any part of its life that's, an, it, that's choosing to view the world from a different facet. So it can feel kind of scared. And guess what? When I was in yellow and first really outing myself, what was the episode called? Things I'm afraid to tell you because it felt weird and it felt scary to admit something that feels so weird to so many other people's points of view. Can you guys relate to this? All right. You're getting like three classes. This is so fascinating. You're not just getting C-School. Who the hell knows how much C-School we're even going to talk about in these calls? I've given you all the C-School content through what I taught when I did it, and you'll get those recordings every Sunday or whenever we release those. But when I do these coaching calls, what I've realized is there's a lot of points of view. And guess what? This is a part of this. And I didn't share this in C-School, but this is helpful. And we're just going to give you guys whatever the best damn class I can give you, whatever way I can serve you is how I'm going to serve you. I'm not going to live in any rules of putting myself in. I can only teach this curriculum in this round. We're just going to serve you based on the color, the little ice cream flavor, the little facet you're choosing to look at right now. All right, so yellow. I'm gonna call yellow the quantum. And I call quantum, you got yellows that love Abraham. You get channeling, you've got energy. Yellow starts to recognize the non-physical nature of reality. And it goes back, remember I kept really harking on the levels and evolution of group consciousness 
from, are you in my group or are you in your group? And you're wrong if you're not in our group to, are you following my rules or are you following another person's rules? And you're wrong at blue. If you don't follow the rules that I follow, you're not going to go to heaven. If you don't do all the things that God says you should do from my interpretation of a book of texts, then you get to that green and it says, wait, 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 Muslim, Christian, Jew does not matter. We're all equal. And every other way you want to be sexually oriented doesn't matter or race or skin color, all that stuff. But we also need to start paying attention at green to like the planet and other entities that are animals and so forth. So that's where you get a lot of like natural and alternative medicines are really coming up in that green space. But yellow, yellow's fun. Yellow's been the show in my point of view up until I taught C-School. So when you saw me sell the house between that and me outing myself about Abraham, and you saw me go to Bali, ecstatic dance, law of attraction, quantum mechanics, which are physical things, but the implications that someone at yellow makes about the quantum mechanics is completely different than the implications of quantum mechanics for someone at orange. Because the orange person is unwilling to really look at anything that's not traceable to the five senses. It's not detectable to some Geiger counter that it understands in a logical, rational way. But by yellow, the individual, let's look at the, the growth of the individual stages. If we stack those and we kind of focus on them, like I kept focusing on the group of evolutions. Now let's go to the individual. So individual at first is it beige, it's in fight or flight mode. And if someone comes into the cafe with a gun, we might be yellow all day long and talking about quantum mechanics at the cafe, but with someone with a gun, we might bolt in fear in beige because we might react in that way to something that is that threatening. We may not just sit there in the love, you know, we might totally, or if there was a terrorist attack, the reactions we can have, or when someone gets in a fight with us, we might react in red, even though we can be green all day long. And it's funny because I actually noticed a lot of people trying to change the world that see the world from green using red. They revert down to anger and taking their way because they've seen people acting in that way. And so they can revert down to implement their good thing they're trying to do. They can revert lower in their consciousness trying to implement it which as Abraham says, the level of the problem is not the level of the solution. They're not staying at the level of their solution, which is staying in that level of consciousness that they see it. It's fine. We're imperfect beings. We're not supposed to stay completely one color. It's fun to go root for your football team and play purple for the Saturday afternoon. There's nothing wrong with that if we're not overly identified with it and it doesn't compete with other colors we also want to play with. But going back, Yellows where C-School is. Yellows where visualization is. Yellows where law of attraction being this fun thing and you want to use, I call it also like egoic mastery, mind mastery. You want to use that mind and you want to make it the most finely tuned, chiseled, crystallized being that you can. You're like, you know what? We've been kind of ignoring this gray fleshy matter in our heads. Now I want to be able to use this magical gift that I have. And so you go into all the stuff we've done in the last few years. And C-School's a part of that. Joe Dispenza, I can't say to him as an individual where he is. Like he might be beyond yellow as an individual, but I can tell you the implementation and the content is yellow, which is great. Getting the world to yellow is a really, really, really wonderful thing. Now we can't make anyone else. We cannot vibrate for them. We cannot shake them out of their color. And it doesn't need us to try 
allow the universe to unfold and that person's a part of that universe it is just a right to show up in the color it's showing up that person's showing up in as you have the right to change the color you're showing up in or show up in the color you always want to it doesn't matter what does start to really also happen that i love so much about yellow is they stop looking at other people to make them happy at the lower levels often people look to the other people to make them happy. You need to behave in the way I want you to behave so that I can be happy, which means I can guilt you, I can shame you, I can criticize you, I can make you feel bad for not coming to my birthday party, even though you don't feel like going to the birthday party and you wouldn't be having a good time. If they feel upset, that's because they can't handle their own emotions and they're gonna choose to not have a good birthday because you would be not showing up, which would make you not happy if you had shown up. It's like insane. But that's what a lot of people do. The great thing about yellow is when you don't feel well or someone else doesn't feel well, you don't put either person on the hook because you know you create your own reality and you know you want to be able to be in the best place possible for other people. So if someone else is not feeling well, you don't hold it against them. You flow. You flow. It's so wonderful. The ease the self-contained alignment that people have at yellow, it's wonderful. It helps people because you can get a lot with yellow. You can use your mind to get a lot of what you want. But also, and I never thought I'd leave yellow. I was very happy being the Abrahamster that I was. And you saw me love it fully. And I encourage you, whatever color you're in, you love that color. And you can play in the other ones when you feel like it. But Love it. One of the things I found so insightful about this also, this is such good stuff, right? Okay. What they say about the colors is they tend, people tend to look back at colors they've already been in, in disdain, and they fear the colors they haven't accessed yet. So they look back with like, oh, that way of view, that Newtonian BS. <laughs> That for me, I thought, oh, that old way of seeing the world that my parents see the world in when I was yellow. But Eckhart Tolle or the Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer and not choosing your reality felt incredibly boring. Like, why would I want to do that? I want to live in the sandbox. I'm here to be a conscious creator. I want to visualize all day long and have this fun in the sandbox because that's what I'm here to do. And it was. It was what I was here to do until I was done with it. And I hit a yellow wall. And what I realized for me was that I used to, in orange, effort my actions and get, okay, meager, annoyingly, not always what I wanted results. Can I get an amen? Like, you can get some stuff and not all that much. All right. But at yellow, I was like, I'm going to just play with, I said this, you've heard me on the show say it. I'm going to play with the Play-Doh without using my hands. That was so fun for me. The idea of that was so fun for me. I wanted a life of miracles where I just visualized something and it showed up in unusual ways. What I realized when I hit that wall, I was sitting on my staircase in Sydney. I hit the wall where I realized I'm going to spend the rest of my life at this stage creating more unique or bigger sandcastles, create more stuff or I could create more experiences, but it's all based on this five-dimensional reality we're in. And I can do it, but it takes a lot of focus and effort of thinking. Has anyone noticed that you just changed your effort from actions to thoughts? So you're just thinking about your thinking all the time. I know this, guys. I know this. I know where you are. You know why? Because in April, I was just there too. And so what I love is the gift of that, what I went through. 
that dark period was realizing one of the beautiful gifts of going out of orange to yellow was that I got lazy. I didn't want to work that hard. That's why I wanted to think with, instead of create with my actions, right? And I got better results. I did get better results. It was amplified. I worked way less and I got way more, but that didn't mean I was trying any less. I was just trying in a different area. I was efforting my thinking rather than my actions. And what I learned about the laziness of not having to take actions anymore, I didn't even want to have to keep thinking anymore the way I was thinking so hard. Does this make sense? Okay. So if you're at that place, you could be in the really rosy yellow. Like let's say like sunshiny yellow all day long. Love it. Own it. It's the happiest phase. After I hit that wall, I was a burnt yellow. It was like burnt butter or scraped cheese on the skillet. I was still yellow, but I wanted to get out. And every other spiral color, you keep thinking your way out. You keep changing your thoughts. But what happens after yellow? This is really, really, really edgy now. We went from most of the populations in blues and oranges in Western culture, potentially even other colors that are possibly even on other aspects of the scale in many other parts of the world as well, to getting this really rare group that's getting bigger and more, the internet really helps us find each other in the yellow, to get to turquoise. Like I said, turquoise was completely uninteresting to me when I was in shiny bright yellow. But the really exhausting fact I had to face as the burnt yellow that I was when I got there, when I hit that wall, was that I couldn't think my way into turquoise. Turquoise is when you go beyond the mind and you're no longer experiencing with just this tool. So yellow is that egoic not in a bad way, mind mastery, where you're getting, you're seeing what it can really do. It's like you've got this crappy old car, you've been using all these other colors without any awareness, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to tune up this car, I'm going to polish this car, I'm going to take care of this car, I'm going to give it V8, I'm going to give it a new engine, I'm going to rewire my neural networks, I'm going to clear some limiting beliefs. You're going to do everything you can to make that mind as shiny and new as possible, because you've kind of been ignoring it, all the other colors before. Well, what you end up realizing is that yellow even though you can get a lot, you can't get it all. Because what have you guys noticed? You guys notice that you get resistance. Is that something that you notice? As you think of these things you want and you think about your thoughts and you appreciate, you also notice the resistance that pops up. Where does the resistance come from? The mind. The mind, this shiny object that you're trying to get everything you've chosen with the mind to get is also the part that is like the breaks in the system. It's the part that's upset that it hasn't happened yet. It's chosen what it wants and then gets upset that it hasn't happened yet. And then we go about trying to release resistance, but we're not really looking. Eckhart says it's like the police officer is looking for the arsonist and it's impossible because the police officer is the arsonist. The problem isn't that we have resistance. There's no problem at all, but the problem is perceived to be a problem because the mind is the root of that. And turquoise goes beyond it, which is very uninteresting to yellow because yellow wants to be as shiny as possible, wants to make the mind as like, put it on the pedestal. And turquoise, now let's go back. We go individual collective, individual collective. So I still haven't stacked up my individual levels for you. So beige is survival, red is like ego, like I'm going to make my reality, but it doesn't matter who dies if that needs to happen, but it doesn't matter who gets in my way. 
And then you've got orange where it's like, I create my own reality and I can create whatever I want as long as I work hard. And then you get yellow that's like, I create my own reality and I can do it with my thoughts and my emotions and I can leverage all of this with the non-physical aspects of myself that I truly am. And yellow also understands where everyone else at the lower levels is coming from. You can kind of also chameleon themselves and act and present as a color that someone else is at, which is interesting about yellow because yellow sees all the colors because it's gone around the circle. It's gone around the block. But turquoise is this really elusive and very as far, thus far, very rare state to have it been experienced. So if we stack up everything, we're a group. If you're in our group or you're in that group, you have the rule groups in blue. Then you have the green. Everybody's equal. Turquoise is the building up of green to everyone's the same. Not equal like we're all holding hands and being equal as like the Epcot Center with the different costumes and everybody being equal. That's green. Turquoise is the felt, literal, physical experience of feeling the space that my hands are floating in. I've had this experience. It was incredible. And it was only a moment. It wasn't permanent. But it was understanding when they say we're all one in the one life. That's all concepts to a mind in yellow or any stage before it. What I physically felt in London a month or two ago, my body, as I feel it now, feels different than the table and then the air. Like I can feel myself within this space. What I feel as myself in this flash, this instant, this moment, was I felt the space that I am. I just felt there's space between every particle. Yellow knows this very well. Yellow loves the quantum and the emptiness of all things and that quantum field. I felt, to use a Joe Spencer term, the quantum field. And what was fascinating was I felt my body and the air and the bed that I was laying on and all of the objects in the room as like solid, like all of that feeling was the same thing. Like my body feels solid to me right now, feel solid. The whole room felt not solid, like stuck. Like I wasn't frozen in a solid ice cube, but I was feeling the, it wasn't solid, but it was like, that's the best. Like, so if I was a fish, I felt the water, but I felt all of the water and my body as the water. There was no difference between my body, the water, the coral, all the things. I felt the space that's in everything because mostly everything's empty space. That's we're all the same. Not we're all connected like little nodes and we have these little tethers to each other, little strings, but that no, the whole substrata of the universe is the same. It's mostly emptiness within the physical objects and the empty space. And that space is all the same. And even the objects themselves are that mostly. But we can't in the mind feel that. The mind feels the separate five vibrations it's tuned to, the sight, smell, taste, touch, etc. But what I was feeling was a sense beyond what the mind could do with that. That feeling has never been experienced. So that's when someone at Turquoise is like, we're all the same. So Eckhart or all these enlightened people often tend to sit on a sofa or a bench for like seven months to a year. Not all of them, but a lot of the stories you'll hear about of people that reach Turquoise, they just freaking bliss out. Because what could be a better orgasm of life realization than to feel the oneness, which is that solidness or emptiness of all things. And to know that we're all in this soup and that is what we all are made. I don't know how to like put the words into it. This is what a lot of enlightened masters have tried to share, but it was a Satori, exactly. 
Satori is a flash of enlightenment. It doesn't last, but it's a glimpse or an insight. So what I've just shared for you, then there's one level beyond it they've talked about, which is coral. Coral, now this is me projecting on coral, because I obviously a lot of these people that have talked about this stuff haven't necessarily had real deep experiences of yellow or turquoise, because those were so new as they were coming up to them. But having been in yellow, burnt yellow, studied turquoise like it's my job for the last six months, I think coral is kind of interesting because group think is like turquoise is at that level of like, oh my God, I, like we're all connected, but in a totally different way than green sees it. Coral goes back to the individual. So it goes, okay, we're all, I'm God, I am the universe. And I feel that physically. And I still have this individuality where I can play with the rules of creation because I'm creation and I can feel that. So I have a feeling that I just, I don't know, but I wonder if coral is able to do exceedingly magical things with non-physical energy or vibrational variance that most people in yellow or any level below coral would be able to do. And I don't guess that we have anyone in coral right now. So we'll just leave that whole Jedi master thing for those, or maybe our, <laughs> the 2020 experience <laughs> of C-School. With all of this said, but I wanted to lay this out for you at the top of our calls so that you guys, when you get in this hot seat, can tell me, do you want to deal with your problem or whatever you're going to talk about with me from the color? Which color do you want? Because we can talk about it in C-School language, which is yellow, or if you want to go turquoise on it, because it's turquoise is an excellent resistance buster. Turquoise, even if we're not in the felt realization of all things and enlightenment, we can still learn and use the tools that they share. And we can do that together. So you guys can use as much yellow or as much turquoise as you want. And every person in the hot seat gets to choose the color they want to experience. And I'm going to trust that the perfect experience will unfold for that person in the hot seat and those that are also around that could be benefited by it. And I trust there's enough variety in the people in the group that will all be able to be served. But what I didn't want to do for you is say, okay, I made C-School and got inspired by C-School. When I realized we are living in an education system that's orange, I wanted to bring yellow to an education system that's orange. So that's what C-School was. And then midway through the development of creating of it between the idea and the creation and the actual launching of it in Sydney, I hit that wall right before Sydney happened and had to go through an interest, very interesting journey of the burnt yellow frustration, the dark night of the mind, not the dark night of the soul, souls and turquoise and pure light and bliss. <laughs> it's not the soul that has a dark night, it's the mind realizing its own limitations. So I don't want to hold back on where I am or where turquoise may serve you if you want to go beyond just what C-School covered. Does this make sense? So this is a very multifaceted, multicolored rainbow experience we're going to play with. I'm not just going to stick to a script that sees it from this slender point of view that C-School provides. It's still great and we can use it, but I don't want to have to play to a level that you may not want to ultimately play with and we may not have to. So we are going to have fun in whatever way in the present moment unfolding. Oh, let me say one more thing. Now this, I've not studied it well enough to know if they came to this conclusion, but this is my conclusion based on having gone through all these colors. 
because I like to think about this stuff. My mind still loves to think. So yellow mind still very, very active. But one of the things I recognized is what tends to be thought of is that you're like a tornado. See like down here, it starts really small and it kind of gets bigger. The spirals go up in bigger cores. I used to think like when you think of spirals, it's like starting little and then it spirals kind of like a tornado like this. So it gets wider circles and loops, but smaller down here. What I actually think is happening based on my experience of it is that it's like this. So what this means is that you can take a really, really, really long time as a species, a culture, a group, or an individual in certain colors, and then it gets faster and faster. So it's like a little tree topper, <laughs> like a little spiral going, like a tree, Christmas tree. It, the spiral gets, and what the, I'm looking at that is what you might be facing yourself is going like me. I thought I was going to be yellow the rest of my damn life and going to be happy doing it and drinking my mochas and crystals and all that stuff. I still do those things, but they don't nearly mean as much to me. And I don't do rampages of appreciation for an hour a day, let alone at all. But I kiss things down. I'm sure I'll, it'll come out, I'm sure. But what this means, I think, is that it gets faster. So you may find yourself growing out of things faster than you ever expected. You may have lived orange most of your adult life. Then you hit green pretty easily. You might have bumped through that one. For me, green was really not a big phase. Like I remember green for me, I always notice a little green tendency in me is when I go to a cafe or even sometimes like an, a public restroom, but especially cafe restrooms for some reason, if I see toilet paper or paper towels on the ground, I get an inordinate amount of joy in cleaning it up. It makes me so satisfied. But I think it's because I know that this is a part of, like I'm a part of this too. And it makes me, it's not turquoise. It's not like I'm feeling the vibration of the toilet paper as my arm and as the air and all of those things. It's not that, but it's green. It's like, this is my space too, even though it's not my cafe and I'm not going to necessarily go back in it today. This feels really good to do. To me, that's a little green. Or even like picking up trash on the side of the road as you're walking and running on the street. It's green. But anyways, we go faster through these phases. So you might've hit yellow very recently. Do not be surprised if you go through a million and one phases in yellow or even to go beyond yellow very quickly. It doesn't mean you're crazy. It doesn't mean, cause like some people like make one big shift in their life and then they're like, all right, I'm allowed to like change my persona and personality or whatever identity like a few times, but very sparingly. So people don't think I'm weird but you've just like done a big change and then you're watching yourself and you're holding on to habits you created in yellow that may not even feel aligned for anymore, but you're kind of like dizzy by how fast it feels. What I'm gonna do is give you the permission slip to grow out of things quickly. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It doesn't mean that you're being flaky, but people in other colors might look at you and go, one day you're into aliens, the next day you're into conspiracy theories, the next day you're into visualization, the next day you're into channeling, the next day you're into this and that. You're so flighty because they're trying to define you and you're learning to let go of identity, but you're constantly kind of reinventing and then your own mind is kind of like giving you some freedom to do it. But at the same time, there's this feeling of like, what's going on? Like, I got to keep and then what happens is what we're really doing. This is, I am modeling this for you guys in C-School. I'm having the courage to say, yes, I created something yellow and I went through a phase and I'm not going to hold back and just teach the yellow and be the yellows and pretend to be the yellows so that I can help the people that, you know, and I'm still yellow, I'm burnt yellow, but 
I'm showing and giving you guys also the permission to be in the moment and be in where you feel like being now. You don't have to hold on to the past. I didn't have to rewatch what I said in the previous calls. I'm showing up for you guys now. You can do the same for yourselves in your lives. You can do the same for yourselves and your families. Just what we're doing is getting to the present moment more and more. Turquoise is in the now. The mind and all these other levels are built in time. Especially blue. Blue is projecting into an eternally good future. If you're looking at it in an old-fashioned religious way, like you get eternal life or eternal damnation, or you're a sinner or original sin, like you somehow did something so bad before you even remembered it. And like, how did that little baby do anything wrong? But like, there's so much time associated with the mind and the phases. But as you're getting to that little burnt yellow phase, time's slipping away and presence is coming up. But that can look weird. The shedding of layers of ego and identity happens really quickly. I should just like share that as the show. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And Chase, thank you for telling me about spiral dynamics. And I guess I should thank Tony Robbins for reiterating it as well. If you guys want to find show notes for this episode, you can do so over at JessLively.com slash Spiral Dynamics. And if you want to find me on Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter, you can find me at Jess C as in Crystal Lively. And until next week, may something wonderful happen to you today. Today.